Hi, this is episode five of the Viva La Diva podcast. I'm your host, Laura J. Ingalls, and it's time to dare you to unconditionally love yourself. Today's topic is one I'm calling Fear, Shame, Guilt, and Doubt Are Powerful Yet Ineffective Motivators. Here's where I'm going with this. I know it's a big one. So answer me a couple of questions first. Do you ever feel like there's something inherently wrong with you and it makes you take immediate action to try to change it? Does it work? My guess is no, it doesn't, especially when it comes to things like body size and dieting, which is one area that I have definitely struggled with for most of my youth and a significant portion of my adult life. So here's how it usually plays out for me. I get frustrated with something that makes me feel different, and thus I immediately decide that I'm unlovable. In the past, it was things like feeling too fat to be loved, or too loud to be loved, or too talkative to be loved, or too serious. Today, it's things like too messy, too single, too um, all over the place, too poor, too, um, I don't know, unpredictable, um, too old. Uh, You know, there's all these things that that would you know make me feel insecure and then i immediately set out to change all of my habits like all at once so like food exercise listening habits house cleaning habits you name it like i would do it all all at once in this desperate attempt to just feel normal and acceptable um and so at first it usually goes well i i won't say like the I, you know, I can't stop the clock from making me older, but, you know, I can do things like go out to bars and try to be more fun and, and youthful and all over the social media with all the hashtags, you know. But I just, I try to do it all. And at first it sort of goes well. You know, in the past, like I'd start to lose weight or I'd be at the gym every day or I'd, you know, have a, you know, nowadays I'll go for a month and have a clean bedroom. Um, and... Inevitably, I crash and burn, and I can't keep it up, and I go back to being the person that I am, which is, you know, these days that person is messy and wild and um, all over the place and working really, really hard to build a new business, um, still trying to figure it all out and get there. But this crash and burn moment, like, does this sound familiar to anybody else? I'm going to guess that it does. So... Here's what I learned from years of battling the surge to change all the things out of self-hatred. If you approach change from the perspective that there is something about you to feel ashamed of, that there is something wrong with you, every single time that you hit a snag or a bump in the road, you will give up. It's like, why bother? This is obviously what failure looks like, and I'm failing because that's what I do. I'm weak. I'm not smart enough. I'm unlovable. I don't know how to feed myself. I'm addicted to bad things. I'm too afraid of exercise. I'm too weak for the pain of getting stronger. I'm, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I'm not caring enough. We start on this whole, um, like, laundry list of things that, that make us less than, and it doesn't feel good. Yet, I know so many people who are terrified to give up their shame. Like, like if 
their shame or their sense of not being good enough isn't there to hold them accountable, how will they ever find the motivation to do the things that are difficult, like, for example, eating well and exercise? But uh, guess what? Shame works the exact opposite way that we all think that it does. Feeling ashamed of who we are, it makes you feel small. It keeps you small. It keeps you scared. It keeps you down. And on the other side of that, loving yourself also works the opposite way that most of us think that it does. Like, it's just so funny. Like, we think that if, if we like who we are today, then we're always going to have these qualities that we don't like. It's, and it's just so, you know, or like the things that we know aren't, aren't right or shouldn't be or that we want to change. Like if we just love ourselves for who we are and accept ourselves for all of our imperfections, just to say I'm a worthy person and worthy of being here, it's like, well, maybe I'll never, you know, eat that carrot instead of those potato chips and then I'll always be fat and then I'll have to hate myself. Like it's like this weird, like it doesn't work that way. Um, and that's the good news. Uh, when that internal dialogue gets turned around, when you set aside shame and you start to really dig yourself the way that you are today, right now, the beautiful thing is it makes it easier to conquer fear and resolve guilt or at least Keep it in check because like with all things, we don't want to aim for perfection all the time because that's unrealistic. But that self-love, that accepting yourself as you are and setting aside shame and being vulnerable to being imperfect, that's the voice that says, I've got this. And if I'm not perfect, whatever, that's cool. I'm me and I can just get up and try this again tomorrow. That self-love voice is the one that says, I don't actually care what other people think of me. I have a right to be here. I have a right to be in this workplace, in this gym, at this race, in this group of people, at this store, wearing these clothes. Like Whatever it is for you, loving who you are is the spark that gives you the courage to show up. So why is it so hard? I think this comes down to habits, to this theory that what fires together wires together in our brains. That's that's how our brains work. We have we make these neurological connections that when we repeat certain patterns often enough, they'll fire off without us even thinking about it. And so we get into this habit, for example, of looking in the mirror and saying something mean. You know, we look in the mirror and we immediately look for that imperfection. And then our body, like our brains like learn to do that. And we do it on repeat ad nauseum every single time. And those kinds of habits are challenging to break. But the good news is, is you can do it. Uh, It is absolutely possible to... Um, to rewrite that script in your head. And you can rewrite it to one that believes that you're enough just as you are. And I know that that's especially hard to do when you aren't meeting the cultural standard of beauty. Looking in the mirror at a photo or a video of yourself, it is like, it is so easy to zero in on imperfections and immediately say, I'm unlovable. And I know that this because I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. 
when I was a teenager, I used to stand in the mirror at night with my glasses off because I, I wear glasses. Now I wear contact lenses, but um, I would take my glasses off and I would suck in my tummy and I would wish so hard that I could show up to school the next day looking immediately like trendier and prettier and skinnier. And then I would let my breath out and stick my glasses back on my face and I would slump off to bed just convinced that it was never going to happen. And it was really demoralizing, but it started that early. And it made me afraid to put myself forward with the boys that I liked. And as a result, I didn't get my first kiss until my senior year of high school. It's actually a pretty good story. I was on a trip to London and I found myself in this nothing to lose situation with this really sexy guy who had an amazing British accent. And apparently my desire to pretend I was making out with royalty greatly outweighed my sense of self-consciousness. So I finally got kissed. But uh, in general, I played it really small when I was in, in high school. And in college, I spent so much of my time dieting and trying to lose weight. And I think that those things inherently make you feel less than and make you feel imperfect because they convince your brain that there's that there's something wrong with you, that, that you're not good enough the way that you are right now. And just to top it all off, I had a boyfriend in college who perpetuated my feelings of self-doubt by making all sorts of comments about my weight. He would say things like, you know, every once in a while I look at you and I just think to myself, wow, is she really that big? I never really noticed that she was that big. And he would like tell me this stuff. And the thing about it is that it was intended to make me feel small and powerless because while he was making those comments, he was also going behind my back or sometimes right in front of my face to cheat on me. Back then, I just I just couldn't I had a hard time letting go and walking away from that situation. I was afraid to leave him because I felt like it took me 19 years to find someone who wanted me and wanted to be with me. And I was terrified that if I broke up with him, that it would be another 19 years before it happened again. Fear and insecurity, it it was undermining everything that I wanted to get out of this relationship, out of any relationship, out of life. And it ultimately put my life in danger because this relationship grew increasingly abusive. Now, the good news is that I did escape this relationship, and I promise to talk more about this part of my life in subsequent podcasts, but I really want to stay focused on this topic of shame and guilt as terrible motivators. So I'm going to set this piece of my life aside and just say that that I did get out of it, and I you know, suffered minimal physical damage and have gone through therapy to help with all the rest of that stuff. And I absolutely encourage anybody else who's ever been in an abusive situation to pursue therapy and work with a professional. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some hotlines that you can call for help. But anyway, I, I want to move on to after college and after this relationship when I had this epiphany. And I realized that no matter what size I was, confidence was an incredibly attractive and incredibly powerful quality. And once I understood that, my life improved significantly. And I knew that I needed to 
stop that narrative of self-hatred that happened every single time that I looked in the mirror in order to achieve a sense of confidence. So I started saying one nice thing to myself in the mirror every single time I looked in the mirror. Even if it was totally lame, like, I have nice hair today, I forced myself to stand there until I could find one compliment for myself. And it made a world of difference. It has been probably 15 years, if not more, that I have been on this journey. Uh, And I'll admit that I'm human and I don't I'm not perfect, and I don't feel 100% confident all the time, but I'm going to go for like a solid 80-20 split of confidence and confident moments looking in the mirror versus 20% of feeling insecure and like I'm not good enough. And that is a huge, like that's a huge difference. I went from 100% of the time of hating, being hateful to myself in the mirror to like 80% of the time being really loving to myself where I can even like put my hands on my jiggly belly and feel kind of sexy and and to feel confident like, yeah, I, I could see how someone could be into this. And I dare you to start doing this because you have no idea how life-changing it can be. So I dare you to do this. I dare you to do this before you try another weight loss diet, before you go signing up for 18 zillion classes at the gym, before you jump on another dating app because you feel like you're nothing if you're single. I just want you to try this one tiny yet monumental thing. I want you to say one nice thing to yourself every single day. Just Just do it, even if it feels silly and dumb and meaningless. Force yourself to stand there and do it. One nice thing. So speaking of being single, this mental shift has been, pardon me, has been more effective in my dating life than weight loss ever was. It's also been more effective in my professional life because I stopped being scared to show up at auditions or on a stage or in front of a class to teach nutrition. Like I teach nutrition and healthy lifestyles with a belly that has a role that I can pinch. And the best thing of all, it's been way more effective in driving my own food and exercise habits. I no longer eat and exercise as punishment for my size because that's what it used to be. I would would feel shamed and I would feel like I had had to punish myself with denial and and restriction and being super strict and 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 there was no meaning behind any of it except to change my body size. So I don't I don't eat and I don't exercise in some wild attempt to change who I am. I like who I am. But because I like who I am, my health means the world to me. I realized that that what I eat and how I exercise actually affected how I feel feel in terms of energy and and my sleep health and my heart health and my athletic performance and like all of these other things that you know I'm I'm busy every day. I'm a badass and I am trying some really like big important things that make me feel good and proud of myself and I need all of the energy that food and exercise and sleep and and self compliments and self love can provide to me because I have things to do every day. So I 
do all of these things for myself because I know that no matter what my size, my body needs good things. And so even if all of the healthy eating in the world never makes me any skinnier, which by the way, it like totally doesn't, uh, I'm pretty much the same size all the time, but like it, it like doesn't even matter because I get so much more out of my good healthy food and exercise habits. It's just phenomenal. Um, and and I feel confident that I can show up at any workout or or eat you know eat whatever I feel like eating in public. Like even if I, if what I'm eating is a salad, which I eat a lot of salads by the way, because uh, I love them. They're delicious and they make me feel good. But I need compliments and raspberries. My body needs good things no matter what. So for those of you who have visited my website laurajangles.com, you'll get the raspberry reference. But but that's what we need. So I dare you, one good thing every day, try to make choices that are healthy for you because you need that energy and you just love yourself so much that that you want to give yourself those gifts and make your indulgences purposeful and meaningful and out of love for yourself and, and not hatred. And I think that'll do it for today. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Ratings and comments will help people find me. So I really need your help there. Recommend me to your friends and hit me up on Twitter at LJ Ingalls or LauraJIngles.com where you will find my other podcast episodes and my book and my TEDx talk and Reebok documentary and uh, all kinds of other good stuff and ways to connect. So until next time. Viva la diva.